0: psalm 125 which focuses on our security with god and so at this time we're going to have the reading of psalm 125 uh, followed by our message time good morning psalm 125 those who trust in the lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in the heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be on Israel. Amen. I wonder if you feel like you live in a secure world you don't, then you're not alone. And let's face it, 2020 has not been and not done much to encourage our feelings of security. We've been through a worldwide pandemic, forest fires across the West, social upheaval, and now a contentious election season. We are surrounded by enemies that we can't even see and some that we can see. And given the state of our world, there is plenty of reason to feel insecure. I heard a story about a monastery in Portugal, perched high on a 3,000-foot cliff. It was accessible only by a, a terrifying ride in a swaying basket. The basket is pulled with a single rope by several strong men, sweating under the strain. One American tourist who visited the site took a ride in the basket and got nervous halfway up the cliff when he noticed that the rope looked old and frayed. Hoping to relieve his fear, he asked the monk who was riding in the basket with him, how often is this rope changed? And the man replied, whenever it breaks. (laughs) Well, in this life, many of the things that people turn into for security kind of feel like an old and fraying rope. They're just waiting for it to break. But you would think that God's people would always feel secure. After all, we don't base our security on political promises or financial strength. We base our security on a God who promises us His security. We are secure in the hands of a loving and gracious God who holds us tightly, And so it is in that promise that we trust. Or do we? Do we sometimes wonder about our own security? Do we really believe that nothing can separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ our Lord? Maybe all of us here do, and that would be ideal. But I imagine that most of us have felt at times that maybe we've slipped off the path a bit or felt our faith faltering. And as a result, we feel insecure about our faith. Insecure as we do about everything else in this world. Kind of like trusting in that fraying rope hoisting us up the cliffside. Well, Psalm 125 helps to dispel this kind of uncertainty and it points us towards something. Or in this case, someone who can give us true security. Psalm 25 is about safety and where we can ultimately find it. To describe the, the sort of security available for God's people, the, the psalm uses the image of the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was surrounded by mountains, by a circle of mountains. And so it, in, the, in the psalm you heard read, as the mountains surround Jerusalem... And it tells us that this is an image of God's relationship with us. In verse 2, it continues, So the Lord surrounds his people. And so when we read this psalm, we can easily imagine those pilgrims arriving at Jerusalem and interpreting it as a a metaphor for God's eternal protection as they headed up for one of those annual feasts. Looking at the, the panoramic view of the mountains surrounding that majestic city. And sensing God's protection. They see the mountains and they sing this song about the security that only God can provide. And yet, the fact that someone wrote this song tells us that even the people of Israel needed to be reminded of the security that God provides. And that makes perfect sense. Since throughout their history, from their enslavement in Egypt to being ruled by the Roman Empire in Jesus' day, God's people have found themselves in one sort of a captivity or another by other nations. And even though we have in this psalm the image that used here of Jerusalem, securely surrounded by the mountains, those mountains weren't enough to prevent the other nations from marching in and taking over time after time again. And so the metaphor has its limits. And this tells us that we always need to remember what we sang earlier in Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? And as we know, it comes not from those mountains, but from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There can never be enough locked doors or fortresses or finances to protect us completely. So Israel knew the reality of an insecure world. They knew that nothing in this world could give them security. And yet they sang this song. This song of trust. Those who trust in the Lord, it said in verse 1. And this is a song of hope. It's a song of hope because this is an insecure world. And it always will be. And So the cry, how long, Lord, fills the psalm. In this world, it always seems that the people of God live in circumstances that make it appear that the wicked are in control. Until the day that Jesus returns, the prayer on earth, as it is in heaven, will remain unanswered. Until that prayer is answered, though, just like Israel, we must keep singing this song. But here's the question. Is there anything that keeps us? from singing the song. Well, I want to mention two things briefly that can seem to threaten our security in God. Things that shouldn't shouldn't threaten our security, but at times they do. And the first one is the insecurity of doubt. Doubt. Remember what verse one says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. That's a wonderful image, isn't it? Here we have an image of God's people, confident in their trust, steadfast in their faith, virtually unmovable. But the question is, how many of us feel like Mount Zion right now? How many of us feel unmovable and as steadfast and confident as the description of Jerusalem in this passage? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But think about the people of Israel. Think about their 40 years in the wilderness, wandering from Egypt to Mount Sinai to the Jordan River on the edge of the Promised Land. Think about how they complained about the manna or grumbled about how better off they were in Egypt. Think about the many times that they left God and ran after man-made idols and religions of the surrounding nations. Think about Jesus' own disciples getting pumped up and, and challenged by Jesus in the upper room. We will never desert you, Lord. And just a few hours later, they deserted him. They denied him when he was arrested. We all have moments and times and periods of doubt and even despair. And despite what Psalm 125 says, sometimes we do feel moved and we don't feel like a strong and mighty mountain at all. We feel anything but steady. One moment I feel filled with faith and i'm ready to take on the world and the next moment i'm dragged down by doubt or discouragement but thankfully god is always forgiving merciful loving gracious even in his judgments and so singing this song we are called to trust in god's promises even when our feelings fail us because while our feelings are important for many things They tell us next to nothing about God and our relationship with him. Our security comes from who God is, not how we feel. To follow God in whatever circumstances come our way is a decision to live by what we know about God from Scripture, not about how we feel about God in any given moment. Our feelings will fail us even betray us, but God never will. We may be temporarily moved by doubt, but we can remain unmovable and sure in God's hands. As the mountains surround is Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. So let us not be swayed by doubt. And then sometimes we're swayed by the insecurity of evil around us. Our feelings of doubt are not the the only things that shake our sense of security in God. Pain and suffering do a pretty good job of that as well, don't they? Bad stuff happens. And we wonder how we can trust in God's secure care if that care doesn't keep so much bad stuff from happening in our lives or in our world. The reality of pain and suffering has provided theologians with some of the biggest and most unanswerable questions about God for thousands of years. How can a God who is infinitely loving and powerful permit the reality of evil and suffering? But no matter what kind of fancy answers those theologians come up with, no matter how many books they write about it, those answers really never satisfy our heart we can still be shaken. So, the psalmist here in our passage, he was no stranger, as we know, to suffering and pain. The people of Israel had their fair share of hard times. We read it on page after page of scripture sickness and disease and death, persecution, oppression, military invasions, armed attacks. The person who wrote Psalm 125 was not immune. those kinds of realities he lived right in the middle of them and so did the rest of the people but we look at this psalm and we ask why did all of this not obliterate their confidence and trust in the security of God And, and I think the answer is in verse three we've already said how we live in a world where it looks like the wicked are always in control but but what does this verse remind us It says, the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. The key word I want you to see there is remain. The reality of wickedness will not remain on the righteous. Evil, pain, suffering, disappointments, none of these things are permanent. If they were permanent, then even the most faithful person would break under the pressure. It goes on to say, For then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. If evil is permanent, then why not throw your lot in with it? But you see, that's not the reality of faith. And that's not the witness of our faith. I love how Eugene Peterson put it. He wrote about this passage. Nothing counter to God's justice has an eternity to it. Nothing counter to God's justice has an eternity to it. The kinds of evil that we face in this world are not too much for faith. They were not too much for Job. They were not too much for Jeremiah. They were not too much for Jesus. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, because as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. The very last line of Psalm 125 reads, Peace be upon Israel. That's a a common closing in many of the Psalms. It's a prayer that God will bring peace and security. Maybe another way of loosely translating this might be to say, relax. Relax, you are secure in God's hands. I began today with a story about a rope, one that was old and fraying. And I want to end with another rope story. It seems there was a group of botanists that went on an expedition into a hard-to-reach location in the Alps. They were searching for new varieties of flowers. And one day a scientist looked through his binoculars And he saw a beautiful, rare species growing at the bottom of a deep ravine. To reach it, someone would have to be lowered into that gorge. Noticing a a local youngster standing nearby, the man asked him if he would help them to get the flower. The boy was told that a rope would be tied around his waist and that the men would then lower him to the floor of the canyon. Excited. And yet apprehensive about this adventure, the youngster peered thoroughly and thoughtfully down into the chasm. Wait, he said, I'll be right back. And he ran off. And when he returned, he was accompanied by an older man. Approaching the head botanist, the boy said, I'll go over the cliff now and get the flower for you. But this man must hold on to the rope. He's my dad. He's my dad. So this morning, I want to ask you this. What rope are you holding on to right now? What is giving you a sense of security in this world? Is it financial security? Is it the hope that the people of your choosing will be elected next week? Are you so anxiously awaiting a vaccine that your entire life has been put on hold? You see, every rope in this world is old and fraying, ready to snap at any second the moment that doubt and difficulty come your way. Funny thing is that part of the problem is that we believe that we are holding on to the rope. We think that if our grip is tight enough, then the rope will hold. It's about us. And that is the problem. The only way to fix that problem is for us to read the psalm again and again and to realize that we're not holding on to anything and that God is the one who is doing all the holding. And that's all that really matters. And with Him holding us, the rope will never break. Let's pray together. Father God, we are thankful. Thankful for your strength. Thankful for your might. Thankful, Father, that we can trust in you. Father, may we have the faith to let go of our old and fraying ropes and hold on to you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. But we're going to continue.